Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Two-Way Podcast. The NBA season is over. The Lakers are the champs. Um, they took down the Heat in six games. You know, we got a ton of beautiful basketball. It's all we wanted to see from this bubble after, you know, not having a, any sports for a long period of time. Um, this was just amazing. We saw a le legendary game five in which Jimmy Butler um, and Duncan Robinson compiled two uh, insane performances and they ended up taking that game. But, you know, game six was anticlimactic. Um, but, you know, I thought the Lakers won. I thought they were the best team. Um, and uh, they are now the champs. Eduardo, let's do a quick Lakers uh, uh, thing before we get to, you know, sort of the overall playoffs. And what did you see from the Lakers winning the title? Yeah, uh, like you said, um, the finals were entertaining sometimes sometimes extremely entertaining and then you know you have that game six which was why i mean we hoped for a great game like game five and it didn't happen uh, but the lakers you know took game one took game two by pretty you know sizable leads um all you know all like always great performances from lebron and ad and then you know Game three came around, and Jimmy, you know, had an amazing performance, 40 points, uh, you know, triple-double with 40 points, and they had a pretty big lead. And then, you know, we started to see, you know, that the Heat may even have a chance uh, without Goran Dragic and, you know, with Bam still being a little bit hurt. Uh, but then the Lakers came back, and, you know, K oh, uh, yeah, KCP uh, had a great game, surprising game. Uh, which was fun to watch, uh, but, you know, like always, LeBron coming out and, you know, just being LeBron. Um, and then, you know, game five, like you said, was amazing to watch. Uh, Jimmy Butler, you know, and Uncle Robinson, but, you know, Jimmy, he only rested for 48 seconds in the whole game, played more than 47 minutes. Uh, it's insane. He is an amazing player, uh, and, you know, this just showed uh, that he can be an amazing leader. And then, you know, game six came around. Um, and, you know, LeBron had a triple-double, uh, almost 30 points, and, you know, it was a blowout. Uh, there was there was a point where it was, like, 36 points, uh, a lead to the Lakers, and, you know, the Lakers took it. LeBron, fourth finals MVP, you know, just greatness overall, um, three different franchises. Uh, and, I mean, I feel like he still has some good years left. Um, maybe he would catch Jordan. Um, but, you know, six rings might be hard, uh, especially with his age. Uh, but, you know, LeBron just great, as always. Um, and then coming back, uh, we can basically recap what he did before. We already did, but, you know, round one, dominance from the Lakers against the Blazers. Um, it basically wasn't even close. Uh, they took that first game, you know, because Dame had an amazing uh, amazing game, you know. Um, and then with the Rockets, also dominance from the Lakers. Um, and, you know, we kept seeing that they are the best team in the league. And then, you know, conference finals, Denver coming off that amazing series against the Clippers, but the Lakers still dominated. And, you know, uh, against the Heat was, you know, by far the closest that they ever came to losing or to even being close to losing. Because, you know, we just saw that even having um, a bunch of inconsistent players um, like Kyle Kuzma and the whole sporting cast, you can still be champions if you have just two top ten, maybe top five amazing players. And, you know, it was great to see. 
and we'll see what they can do next year. Yeah, um, I think that, uh, you know, there was a lot of questions about finals MVP, um, especially after games one and two where Anthony Davis just dominated. Uh, but we saw Davis in game three and in, even in games four and five a little bit. Um, you saw that the sort of passiveness that we have seen at times from him, uh, but still a dominant performance from Anthony Davis. And LeBron James, we never saw him take a night off in the whole playoffs. He was there every single night. He had great numbers. Um, he had a, an amazing impact on the game. He made this – He he's what makes the Lakers – uh, function as a whole team. He's what brings uh, the best out of the role players when they're actually able to make open shots. Um, and they, this Lakers team really was just built on two guys. Um, obviously, you mentioned KCP, who was, I mean, really good in the in those last two games. Um, and it was really big for them, uh, the games he uh, got for them. And then we also saw Rondo be uh, very productive for them earlier in the playoffs, not necessarily uh, as much in the finals, but um, Rondo was good too. But that was really it. I mean, we didn't see anything from Kuzma. We didn't see anything from Danny Green. We didn't see anything from Morris. We didn't see, I mean, barely anything except elbows and getting into fights from Dwight. Um, and I mean, that was really it. Uh, Caruso actually was probably one of their better role players too, just because of the defensive, uh, the, the, the defensive help that he brings. Um, but really we saw a stars and scrubs approach and, uh, it worked out for the Lakers and now they are the champs. Um, but now let's do sort of a whole playoff and bubble review. Um, just bringing up the, you know, important takeaways it's, you know, we saw a ton of important changes. I, I mean, we saw a lot of surprises out of these playoffs. Um, but first, I want to give an honorary mention to the Phoenix Suns. You know, they went 8-0. They did all they could. Um, came one Brooklyn Nets win away from making the playoffs, which would have been interesting to see, you know, Devin Booker at the game's big, biggest stage. But, uh, Eduardo, why don't you touch on them and their future and how this helped them going forward? Yeah, I mean, like you said, they just did an amazing job, um, you know, with the, the whole the whole team, basically. Uh, they just they, – they literally did everything they could. Um, obviously, they could have done that a little bit earlier in the season, but, you know, um, coming off such a big time apart um, and then just doing that, it's amazing to see. And, you know, this shows that even if they keep um, – basically the same team a lot of players are still going to develop a lot of players are still going to become a lot better and they have a chance of making those playoffs um in a few years or even next year um but you know we know that the competition is going to be very um you know hard next year with the warriors coming back and, and you know maybe they can do it but i don't think they can just because you know a lot of players um are really going to be striving just to be a lot better than they were this year um, just, you know, to take down that two-headed monster uh, that is the Lakers. Um, but, you know, uh, for the future of the Suns, um, it's going to be good. Uh, I feel like they definitely have, um, you know, a, a nice – some nice building blocks, basically. Uh, obviously, I still feel like there should be some changes, um, especially, especially in the front office. Uh, they are just, you know, like we've seen before – 
you know, not very smart. Um, I feel like that's the nicest way to put it. Um, they have made some terrible mistakes. Um, and if they hadn't, you know, they'd be in a very different position. But they need to learn from this experience. Um, and, and, you know, we'll see what they can do. But I feel like this was definitely good for them. Uh, just to build that morale, just to see that they actually have a chance. You know, so big, um, big props to the Phoenix Suns for doing what they did. Yeah, um, and, you know, they really needed it, too. I felt like um, they were probably, after this year, probably a year away from, if it was disappointing again, they were probably going to have to blow it up, um, uh, this experiment. You know, I never thought their struggles was a Devin Booker problem or even a DeAndre Ayton problem. I like what I saw from him, um, even in his young career. Uh, but I, I don't know. Maybe it was just the fit. You, you talked about the front office, their inability to put, you know, solid role players are up and coming uh, stars around that team. Um, but, you know, I think that this was really important to their fan base, to the confidence of their players going forward. Um, and they're going to come in uh, trying to make best they uh, doing the best they can to make the playoffs the next year. You know, it is going to be tough. The West is super loaded as far as, you know, eight, nine, ten seeds go. Um, there's a lot of good teams in the West, but we'll see uh, what this Phoenix team can do in the future. Um, let's move on to something we saw early in the playoffs, um, which was the not sort of emergence because we already knew his name and knew he was a top three MVP candidate this year or just a, about near. Um, and that's the emergence sort of uh, or the first we saw in the playoffs of Luka Doncic. Um, and I wanted to bring this up because – what he's doing at his age, he is on pace to become an all-time great. Um, you know, I'm not saying he will be as good as, you know, a top five player of all time, but at the rate he's going at, that's where he's headed. Um, and we'll see if he can keep that up. Obviously, you know, the defense uh, is him just barely being above average on defense uh, or being able to develop into a above average defender might not be enough to be, you know, at that all-time great level, but um, if we see him improve his three-point shot, he gets more experience. Um, he already seems to have the right mentality, and we could see uh, an all-time great NBA player on our hands. Eduardo, talk about what we saw from Luca. Yeah, I mean, like you said, what he did um, in his first playoffs was insane. Uh, and I'm going to say almost winning that series against the Clippers uh, because they probably would have won that game. Uh, where uh, Chris Hamps was ejected, uh, and that would have made it, you know, 3-2, I think. They would have won three games, um, and they maybe would have won it. And, you know, we see that even being a sophomore in the league, uh, he's still very calm. He's still, um, you know, because he played uh, in Europe, so he has that experience, you know, uh, being a, an amazing player and knowing how to perform uh, in those big stages. Um you know, I feel like maybe it's a little early uh, to say that he's going to be an all-time great uh, just because, I mean, a lot of things could change. Um, but, you know, at this pace, like you said, probably uh, a top 20 maybe if he, you know, continues to grow like that. Um, and, you know, it's insane to see someone um, at that age again just being a leader to those people. Um, and, you know, the Mavericks – they did an amazing performance against the, you know, the Clippers, um, which were still a good team. You know, they weren't the 
Clippers versus Nuggets Clippers. Um, but, you know, the two seed, you know, and, you know, having a lot of players that really, you know, the top two players have never gone to the playoffs. Um, I'm pretty sure Chris Stapps has never gone maybe one time, um, but, you know, he has basically no experience. Um, so, you know, Luca at that age, uh, doing that, it's amazing to see. And I feel like this playoffs and this bubble overall uh, really showed that Luca and KP can work uh, because earlier in the season, you know, uh, KP was still, you know, adjusting. Uh, but, you know, having that time, uh, he really put it together and they were an amazing duo. Uh, and we saw that and, you know, that proves that that formula can work um, for the future. And, you know, I feel like they have a lot of future. Um, they have a lot of space to grow. Um, being on the spotlight, two young players, it's going to be amazing to see. Yeah, um, he, it's we, we've seen the emergence of him and Porzingis maybe being the next great duo. Um, and, I, I mean, I'm excited to track his career and see what weapons around him or weapons they could put around him. Um, I do want to move on to – uh, our uh, next another topic we have, and that's um, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic maybe being the NBA's next great duo. We just talked about uh, a, a great duo in Luca and Porzingis, um, and Murray and Jokic are right up there. I mean, this is uh, really, really. We, I mean, we've seen them have major playoff success, taking out what was seen at, as the favorite at the time, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, and then we also saw them pretty much go toe-to-toe with the Lakers. Um, you know, obviously that clutch shot uh, to win the game by AD pretty much uh, gave the Lakers that game, and uh, they ended up taking care of business. But that series was much closer than um, what, what, the, uh, what the result was. Um, Eduardo, I want to get your thoughts on Murray and Jokic going forward because this could be a great NBA duo. Murray talked about Murray only 22 Jokic 24 um it's crazy to think about how much success they've had as a duo and how perfectly they fit together at that age yeah I mean like you said uh it was a surprise and you know earlier in the Jazz series we were kind of talking about if they could even work together um but I feel like you know that was a good assumption at the time because of what they were showing us uh but you know I feel like they really put their mind to it and they started to learn and you know this experience uh beating a top three team i'm not gonna say favorites because to me the lakers were always that um but you know a top three maybe top two team and the clippers um and coming back like that it was amazing to see and it's really good for them you know at, at such a uh, young age like you said uh getting that experience you know learning what it's like to go up against such an amazing team and, and you know winning um, and then, you know, coming up against the Lakers, it, it was hard. But, you know, they took a game, and there were a lot of close games. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like they have a lot of future. I feel like maybe uh, we are, you know, a little bit biased, um, you know, with recency bias for Jamal Murray uh, just because, you know, I saw on Instagram a bunch of people putting him uh, above, like, top ten point guards or top, you know, just amazing point guards. Um, but, you know, we need to calm down. I feel like, um, and obviously this is going to happen a lot, uh, but, you know, I feel like Jamal Murray is uh, going to be a great point guard, maybe even get in that top 10 range in a few years. But, you know, I feel like they still have some stuff to work on overall as a team and as a duo. 
Um, but, you know, I feel like getting this experience uh, was amazing for them, especially because they're so young. Yeah, um, I, I completely agree. Um, I think we're seeing the emergence of two of the NBA's next, you know, top 10-ish players. They're going to be certainly around there. Um, and that was just great to see, especially them take down, you know, such a heavy favorite and up 3-1, the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay, the next thing I want to go to, I want to get your thoughts on this, um, is that, you know, I can confidently say that Jimmy Butler is a top 10 NBA player. Um, the performances he had in the finals, um, the, you know, the way that he showed up, even being as tired as he was, you mentioned him only sitting out less than a minute in that game five and guard, having to guard LeBron James for, you know, the majority of the time for uh, for the Heat. Um, I want to get your thoughts on him and what he meant to the Heat and what he meant to their run. Um, I mean, I don't know about top 10, just because, I mean, we have a lot of amazing players. Let's, I mean, I'm going to say who I think uh, is better than, you know, Jimmy Butler. Uh, LeBron James, Kawhi, um, obviously Giannis, um, KD, I think Steph, um, Harden, AD, um, uh, who else? There's Dame. I, I still put him uh, over Jimmy. Um, I maybe even put Jokic over him, um, and then maybe he can get in that top ten. Um, but, you know, I feel like he is an amazing player. And, you know, like I've said before, uh, this was his opportunity to show how much of a leader he can be um, just because – Obviously, with his past teams, uh, people were saying that he can lead a team. He can work with other people. Uh, but, you know, I feel like this was the perfect, uh, just perfect situation for him, uh, being that sole star with an amazing supporting cast. And, you know, he showed us that he can really do it. Um, and, and, you know, it's great to see that. It's great to see a player really, you know, overcoming uh, the critics and the expectations. Uh, but, you know, uh, I mean, top ten, I don't know about that. Um, maybe that 10 spot or that nine spot, but, you know, I feel like we need to really give him a lot of appreciation for what he did and for what he's going to be able to do in a few years too, because I, I still feel like this heat team has a lot of years uh, to just grow. And because a lot of the players are still very young and Jimmy, you know, he still has maybe even five years of great basketball. So I feel like they're going to be contending for in the next few years. And, you know, this was just amazing for them. Uh, the whole playoff run, really. Uh, in, in the first series, you know, against the Pacers, uh, they just, blew, you know, completely destroyed them 4-0, uh, which I didn't think was going to happen. Um, and then against the Bucks, obviously, big surprise. And then, you know, they started really to catch that momentum, and they just kept going because the Celtics basically destroyed them. Uh, and then against the, uh, the Lakers, it was hard, but, you know, they took a few games, and, and you know, they made it close. Uh, so it's amazing to see uh, a team like that do that and uh, a player like Jimmy Butler uh, really show us what he can do. Yeah. Um, you know, this was a guy that was pretty much just disregarded as a top NBA player when he was on the Timberwolves or even when he was on Philly, too. You know, there were questions if you if he was a guy you even wanted on your team, uh, if if you had him. Um, and you know, looking back on it, and I uh, I was a big you know uh, I was a big proponent of this when it happened. Was 
um, the people who thought Philly were was going to have a major improvement and maybe be the one seed in the East. I thought that was ridiculous, dude. Think of what they did. They replaced Jimmy Butler with Josh Richardson and Al Horford. Like, come on. They're not going to get much better, even if Embiid and Simmons had improvements. Um, that's just not going to happen. Jimmy Butler was the main reason that they were that they were uh, at that point um, in the first place to, to game seven versus Toronto. Um, he's really blossomed into an NBA star. Um, and we finally, I mean, I'm not going to say blossom because he's been like this, but we finally got to see it uh, in the NBA finals when it all, it all matters. Um, unfortunately, obviously they came up short, but who knows if, you know, Drogic is a hundred percent and if, um, if Bam had stepped it up, because I actually thought Bam was pretty disappointing in games five and six. Um, it's, 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 uh, was really great to see. Um, but another thing I'd like to touch on is LeBron and AD, um, just as a duo, you know, they played one of the all time playoff stretches by any duo. And I can, I can say that with, I mean, you could go into stats, you could look at the eye test and you could look at the people around him and say that, you know, KCP was their third best player and they won a championship. And that is super, super, uh, impressive by them. And I want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, LeBron and AD, I've, you know, I just got to tell a story. Imagine me, a big LeBron fan, living in a place with 99% of people are Warriors fans. And, you know, Warriors fans do not have a good relationship with LeBron. So they, I, I kept hearing the Lakers aren't going to do anything. Uh, they're not going to win. They're not going to make the playoffs again. LeBron and AD are not going to work. Uh, and, I mean, I just thought that was absurd. Uh, and LeBron and AD clearly shut everyone up. Uh, and, you know, I, I honestly love it. <laughs> I love it so much just because, you know, LeBron – and he is my favorite player, and seeing him get a ring like that, even when a lot of people were saying that, you know, the Clippers are going to destroy them, the Bucks are going to destroy them, and, and, you know, even, you know, in the first round, seeing the Blazers are going to destroy them, I mean, it was just BS, uh, and, and, you know, LeBron AD are one of the best duels that we've ever seen, um, and, and it's insane that they can work so well together, uh, but, you know, AD has a good shot, uh, LeBron has a good shot, obviously, uh, and, you know, they just do everything, basically. Um, it's hard to find two players uh, that just do that, you know, um, and, but, you know, they did, and they put it together, and they really made it work, and, you know, when they made that trade, a lot of people were saying that the Lakers, you know, gave out too much, or and, you know, without any – basically any other pieces that they had before, uh, just with Kyle Kuzma, they weren't going to do anything, and the team was over, and it was a huge mistake. But, you know, LeBron knew what he wanted, and he knew he could win with AD, and, you know, he just wanted that. So he made it happen, and the Lakers made it happen, you know. And I can put him, you know, at the top. Um, I'm not going to say number one, but definitely top five uh, duels of all time maybe. Um, maybe I need a little more time to think, but you know they are one of the best that we've ever seen. Yeah, um, you know I, I agree. And you look at some of the all-time great duos, and you know even the stats back it up that LeBron and AD are 
pretty much just at that Kobe and Shaq level when they were both in their primes. It's ridiculous, and it's, you know, the sole reason that the Lakers are the NBA champions right now. Um, okay, let's get to the last one I've written down, and then we can, uh, you know, discuss other things if we want, um, is that the reevaluation of some players. And um, players who were considered stars going into it and by their playoff performances, maybe we don't think that anymore. Or maybe we have to reevaluate on how good they are or how much you trust them in the playoffs. And that is the two guys I have circled are Russell Westbrook and Paul George, Um, you know, two ex-teammates for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'll start with Westbrook first. Westbrook is a guy that, for the Thunder, um, has showed us absolutely nothing um, in the playoffs. You know, he's been a a dominant regular season player. I'm not going to take away from what Westbrook has done. He's won an MVP. Um, and he's been a, a phenomenal player and talent at some times. Um, but in the playoffs, that just all goes away. We've seen, uh, it, like I said, pretty much nothing. They, uh, the Thunder lost to a rookie, Donovan Mitchell, in the playoffs. Um, you know, that's just embarrassing. If you're West, Russell Westbrook and, when you, and you just came off of that type of year, uh, you're, and you're going to do that. Um, and now this year in the Lakers series, he was just, absolutely atrocious and you know he finally started to heat up uh in game five after they were already down 30 um but Harden and the three-point uh makes by the Rockets were the reason that they were in the first two games and once that went away that's that series was over and we had three blowouts to end it um and then we go to Paul George who has always been considered you know, one of the 10 most talented players in basketball, and I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, You know, I think Paul George is in a better spot than Westbrook because we have seen it. Um, We saw him really put up a fight against LeBron with the Pacers, and, uh, you know, he had super high hopes um, and was expected to do better and develop as he got more experience and got older, and that just hasn't happened. Um, And that's... That's a reason that um, I think we have to reevaluate on both of these guys. We saw Paul George pretty much fall apart in game seven versus the Nuggets. And I mean, that's, I think we have to reevaluate him and Russell Westbrook. Eduardo, what do you have to say on these two guys? Yeah, I mean, like you said, Paul George, big disappointment. And, you know, we, you know, we saw that before when he was still in his prime, he was, a top 15 player um, just because of how talented he was, like you said, and that defense and that shot, you know, Pacers PG was really the best that he ever did. Um, And, you know, after that, he basically went downhill uh, because he had some amazing years still with the Thunder. Uh, But, you know, after that, we still saw him regressing a lot, and then he got to the Clippers. And I feel like there should be a little bit of an adjustment, but, you know, getting a whole year um, and – coming into the bubble and just doing that, I mean, to me, he already, even before that, he had already fallen down on my top, you know, 20. Uh, But, you know, even with uh, these playoff performances, uh, I mean, he – he's maybe not even there uh, just because to me, one of the most important things to the player is how he can perform in those 10 situations and those situations where, you know, uh, the team relies on him 
or him and another player, but, you know, him being a big piece um, and how a player can perform under that pressure. And PG just showed us that he can't at all. And, and I mean, that's just that's terrible for me. Uh, the, and that really makes me really disappointment, uh, disappointed just because he did that before, you know, sometimes. But then, you know, it just kind of went downhill, like I said. Uh, but Russell Westbrook, you know, I feel like maybe – Maybe next year he can do something, but, you know, being um, a, a player that really relies on his uh, athleticism so much, um, he is getting older, and that is harder, you know, obviously to do. Uh, but we saw a player like Blake Griffin adapt to that. And, you know, Russell Westbrook had some amazing times uh, earlier in, in the, the regular season um, before uh, everything, you know, stopped. Uh, but, you know, I feel like maybe – Maybe next year he can just kind of adjust to the, that new style of game uh, that he's going to have to do. Um, but, you know, I still feel like he is in a way better position than Paul George. Uh, I feel like even though he had a bad performance, um, Paul George was just very disappointing. And, you know, I feel like we need to consider that uh, when talking about, you know, the top players in the league. Yeah. Um you know, I, I, I definitely agree. This is um, this has been a really good recap of what we've seen, what we've been covering. Um, if there's anything you want to bring up quickly, we can go over it, or otherwise we could end it here. Do you want to bring up anything? Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about something, but, you know, I feel like you basically did it all, um, you know, these playoffs, I just want to recap it a bit. It, they showed us a lot of things. Um, but, you know, I feel like I'm not going to disregard anything, but a lot of players, you know, it, it was weird staying, you know, like three months apart and then coming back in, having eight games, and then going into the playoffs. But, you know, I feel like they should still have been able to, you know, bring what they brought earlier in the season. Uh, but, you know, we saw a lot of great things. We saw, you know, the Thunder uh, showing what they can do. Um, even though they lost, they took it to seven, which, you know, a lot of us didn't think they would. Um, but, you know, just overall, a lot of teams really showed what they can do. A lot of teams were disappointing and a lot of, and, you know, showed their flaws and what they're going to have to change now in the off season. Uh, but, you know, I feel like overall, this was just an amazing experience. Um, and, you know, props to the NBA and Adam Silver, uh, you know, not a single COVID case at all in the NBA. It was just, and, you know, having to build all of that, they just did an amazing job. And, you know, bringing the fans back in, even though uh, this was, I think, the lowest, you know, watched finals ever, um, a lot of uh, real NBA fans, they really appreciated what the NBA did, you know, just coming back in, doing that amazing experiences. And we saw a lot of great stuff outside of the game outside of the court, you know, just overall with the players. Uh, and I just love to see it. And, you know, we'll see what's going to happen uh, next next season and, and how they're going to handle that. Uh, but, you know, I feel like it's going to be great. I feel like they have amazing management overall with the NBA. I feel like they're going to figure it out, you know. But the bubble, this was one of the most memorable experiences uh, in recent years or ever, you know, just because – like I said, uh, you had a lot of teams, you know, losing to another team and then having to basically uh, see them at the pool celebrating. 
uh, while you're there too. And, and I mean, it was just insane to see. It was really fun. And you know, it, it was just an amazing experience. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree. We saw no COVID tests um, throughout the whole period. Um, great job by Adam Silver and what they did, all the preparation for this, what they pulled off. Um, who knows when next season is going to start, but whenever it does, I feel like um, the NBA will be run well enough uh, and, you know, be able to combat this virus and hopefully be able to um, have an efficient system so that um, teams can be playing and traveling around and, and not in the bubble uh, next season. All right. That's going to do it for today. Uh, hold on. I have one more thing that I don't know how or forgot this, but, you know, I feel like with the fourth ring, um, LeBron versus MJ, how do you think that this fourth ring at 35 uh, changes or closes the gap between them? That's an interesting question. I don't really know yet. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how everybody handles this. I've seen a lot of good takes on social media and also a lot of terrible takes on social media. Um, so I don't really know yet, but we'll see how this affects the LeBron Jordan debate because it's already been in full swing. And now with another championship for Braun, um, this is going to continue going for, you know, for the rest of our <laughs> lives, basically. Uh, but that's going to do it for today's episode of the Two-Way Podcast, and we will see you later.